0: Hey, are you looking to buy a new car? Are you stuck in a high-rate loan and looking to refinance? Well, UK Federal Credit Union can help. Right now, UK Federal Credit Union has auto loan rates as low as 2.99% APR. Apply for an auto loan online at ukfcu.org or in person at the dealership. Get your dream car today at UK Federal Credit Union. UK Federal Credit Union. It's banking, only better. Annual percentage rate, member qualification, supply, rate of subject to credit approval subject to change. For full disclosure, visit ukfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome into episode 91 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I'm happy to be joined once again by the Sean Smith of Gobi Blue Country. Sean, how are you?
1: Doing fantastic, Jack. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm just fine and dandy. Uh, we have an, a ton to talk about. Uh, it seems like. Every time we talk, every time you load Twitter or any of these news websites, that there's a new name being added to the transfer portal. There's a new name uh, that Kentucky has reached out to. So we're going to use this episode and kind of dedicate it to just kind of breaking down what the heck is John Calipari's plan right now? Because uh, I mean, by my count, I, I did a post on KSR yesterday. There are now one, two. Three, four, five, six players of interest among just guards that Kentucky has confirmed contact with, and that's that's not even counting Justin Powell, who's already committed uh, to, to Tennessee, and that's not counting the guys like Walker Kessler and you know Garrison Brooks, other big men that have either committed elsewhere or are still in the portal. But it, it just feels like Cal has has cast a net. that that he he's on the prowl for something and I I think we're going to use this episode to try to figure out what is he on the prowl for Sean
1: I have no idea (laughs) honestly (laughs) like when you look at it no I mean certainly you can you can read a few things I think just by what they're doing right now one How surprised are you that we haven't had something from Davion Mintz about whether he's returning or whether he's not returning? Um, As many off-the-ball guards that they're still targeting tells me that I would lean he's probably not coming back, Jack, just given their activity in the transfer portal, because we know Kentucky's going to add a point guard, but a lot of these guys that they're after aren't point guards.
0: Yeah, and I think we can – we'll start the show with that too because the two big ones right now are Davion, Mance, Keon, Brooks. We're kind of uh, – we're in a holding pattern waiting to see what happens with the two two of them. Uh, Sean, you and I were, were talking late last week. Um, I was – you know, you were doing your digging. I was doing my digging on my end. And I think, Sean, the consensus on, what, Thursday evening-ish was that UK was going to lose both Keon Brooks and Davion Mintz. I think that was kind of the, the latest and greatest news that we'd been hearing. Uh, you heard something a little bit more definitive on at least one of those names on Friday morning that led you to believe that, uh, that yeah, UK was at, le- was at least losing one, very likely losing both. Um, but then it seemed as the day progressed on Friday, A, no news came out that we were expecting which was kind of, which was very telling. And then from there, it kind of felt like the buzz that Keon Brooks was kind of a done deal transferring. There was a lot of talk of Indiana, uh, you know, going back home playing Trace Jackson Davis was his best friend growing up, played with him in, you know, high school and AAUs and all that. Uh, there was a lot of talk about those two teaming up together. They wanted to play together in high school. He Trace Jackson Davis recruited him hard to Indiana the first time around. Uh, and he kind of, Keon kind of made a business decision by going to Kentucky so there's a lot of talk that he was going to go back to you know a familiar face familiar place uh, and, and end up back in Indiana but that talk really died down as the day progressed on Friday and the talk ever since then has been that Keon's still pretty much up in the air and that if anything he might be leaning toward uh, coming back, and I haven't heard anything different on Davion Mintz. I think the latest with him is that he still might be uh, trending away toward uh, away from Kentucky, that he still might be um, thinking about exploring his professional options. Sean, what, what's the latest that you've heard on that front?
1: That it, Nothing's changed since last week when I talked to you, that that, that was what I was told, to that it was looking more and more likely. At one point, it was 50-50. I think it slightly went up a little bit in favor of leaving and really surprised, honestly. I thought he would have been I felt like his decision was one of the ones that would maybe set the dominoes in action. Mm. Because you're you're kind of looking to see what they're wanting to do there in the backcourt and him being a backcourt piece, a guy who can play point if you need him to in a pinch. I think that his is the one that kind of impacts the way that this roster shapes out, more so than if Keon Brooks decides to leave, because they I think they would still add a forward, but I don't think it's primarily necessary that they add a forward if he were to leave but they do have to add two guards if Mintz does leave
0: yeah and we we said that last week when did when Devin Askew put his name in the portal kind of backtrack on what they said originally said we're locked in and we kind of wondered last week does this mean a Davion Mintz has confirmed that he's coming back looking at at Cal's transfer portal options and who he you know seems to be reaching out to a, a new face every single day the writing was on the wall that Devin Askew was was not going to be the 30 minute per game player that he was this past season and and wasn't ready to see his role take a backseat to somebody else and, and that's why he 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 left uh and we kind of said Cal's not going to push off uh, you know say what you want about Devin's season and and how bad things went and you know what you think about his long-term future Cal is not going to push away a player of Devin's caliber potential um you know somebody that knows the system somebody that that Cal it seems like every time Cal talks he's hyping him up and hyping up his work ethic and uh how he's a leader and how he handled adversity so well this year Cal it just doesn't feel like Cal would push away a kid like that until he had an answer elsewhere but it doesn't feel like that answer is there yet. It doesn't feel like there's a, a, a anything imminent coming. Uh, you, you you talk to people around the program behind the scenes, and they'll still tell you, "No, we 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 got something cooking. We got something brewing." And I, I talked to you about this before um, before we started recording, and they kind of mentioned this on on KSR this morning as well. But it does kind of remind me of the Jamal Murray situation back uh, back in that summer of 2016, I believe it was, where. UK didn't have that; they were very obviously missing that one piece. Um, you know, they did, little did they know they needed probably one or two other pieces in the front court because Scal ended up not being the player we thought he would be. But that off season, it was it was pretty clear that UK was missing one final piece, and we waited all the way until June before Jamal Murray announced his commitment and was kind of that game changing piece in the back court that gave. I believe Kentucky, one of the best backcourts we've seen under John Calipari and and Jamal Murray and Tyler Uless. And that commitment was supposed to be to Oregon, mm-hmm. if you remember, too. And then it
1: surprised everybody when he committed to Kentucky. I remember that was right after the the uh, 38-1 and team. So that was really – Kentucky needed some positive momentum then to kind of get the fans back into it. And I kind of feel the same spot now, but even more so coming off the season that they had. I just don't know – How many of these guys have they are they serious about? How many are they not? Because obviously, reaching out does not mean offers, Mm -hmm. that's just filling out the situation. You know, maybe, maybe just to throw some attention that way off of maybe another guy that they're looking at, or is there a guy that's not in the transfer portal yet that they have their eye on that maybe they and that's the thing like, there's tampering and then there's not tampering. You can be told things and hear things and it not be tampering. And that goes on all across the sport and across college football, everything. Is there a guy that's not in the transfer portal right now, Jack, that maybe is just holding off on something else? Or you don't know. Like, Is there a guy that they haven't been reportedly linked to? As quietly as they worked with Kel and Grady, you don't know where they stand with any of these guys, Adam Miller, Rocket Watts. That you, don't, you don't know. But there were so many that came out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that you know Kentucky's active. But you don't really you can't really key in on what they're doing. Then you had Jay Lucas tweet Saturday morning. <laughs> I mean he's just not tweeting that just to be tweeting it. That's not yeah. what he woke up doing Saturday morning. They're doing something. There's obviously a plan in place. And you know, I trust the staff, I trust Cal that when it's all said and done, it'll all make sense. But right now it's it's kind of hard to follow and really pinpoint what they're doing, which is maybe what they want us to do.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. And we're going to go through all of the latest names and and kind of what they mean, what we think about each of them. But before that, uh, let's have a quick uh, message from our friends at UK Federal Credit Union. The University of Kentucky Federal Credit Union has been a proud partner of the Big Blue Nation for over 80 years. As a locally owned business, we are a proud supporter of the University of Kentucky Wildcats and all its fans. Whether you are a UK employee, student or fan, there's a place for you at UKFCU. We are a full service financial institution offering a wide array of products from checking and savings accounts to credit cards and mortgages. And with your accounts, you have access to new and improved mobile and online banking with enhanced features, Apple pay and Google, Google pay. And over 65,000 free ATMs, all while typically offering better interest rates on deposits and loans and having fewer fees on your accounts. UKFCU has all the perks of a big bank, but we are local and right here at home. So come on over and learn more about what UKFCU can offer you. Visit ukfcu.org to learn more. Go Big Blue. Membership eligibility required, federally insured by NCUA. All right, Sean. So let's go through this list of the latest and greatest names that Cal has Officially reached out to, uh, rumored to to be in the hunt for um, players expecting to receive a call from Coach Cal, those sorts of things. Marcus Carr is the guy that I think uh, fans have kind of circled and, and ha- have extremely high interest in for obvious reasons. I mean, 19.4 points per game, 4.9 assists, four rebounds. Uh, he only shot 39% from the field, but 32% from three, which is, you know, comparable to some of the players that UK had this past season. Uh, But he was a third-team All-Big Ten honoree, scored 30 or more points four times a season, finished with 35 points in the season opener against Green Bay, 32 against St. Louis, 30 points against Iowa, who was a national contender this past season, and 41 points against Nebraska. Um, This is a kid that uh, he's hardwired to score. He's going to be 22 years old by the time he plays if he decides to pull his name out of the NBA draft, he's going to be 22 by the time he plays college basketball next season. So there's, there's a lot to like about this kid, but you know, a few, a few red flags just in terms of shooting and, and, you know, know, we've been complaining about, we need shot makers, not shot takers, those sorts of things. But there's, there's just, there's a lot to like about Marcus Carr and it's, it's pretty easy to see why he would be such a a fit uh, with, with Kentucky, Sean.
1: Yeah, and how how long does this one go? Yeah, like, if it goes all the way down to the NBA draft and he withdraws his name, I mean, this could be July, Jack, when this piece is set in there. Like, I don't know, uh, certainly looking at his game and stuff, uh, he's a guy that I'd like to see Kentucky add, especially if you have pieces like Kellen Grady. We mentioned this last week with those shooters and stuff on the perimeter around him. I think I think Marcus Carr would be more efficient at kentucky with better players around him that's why i don't want to get i mentioned his low two-point percentage last week i think that number goes up because he wouldn't have to take the shots that he took i agree at minnesota i think that that would improve significantly uh but what does kentucky decide to do he's the one that's different than the rest right he's the ball dominant guard with the ball in his hands while others are off the ball um it's interesting to follow what exactly they're doing right now. Have Is that who they've identified as their guard? Do they know something that we don't know? Uh, will he commit to the NBA or will he end up at Kentucky? I think the the consensus feels like, Jack, that if he does play college basketball, a lot of people think it will be Kentucky.
0: Yeah, Rob Cassidy of Rivals.com said Kentucky is – seems like the favorite if he decides to return to school. Um, and I believe Travis Branham of 247 Sports yeah. also added that Kentucky is the team to keep an eye on. So – When there's smoke, there's fire usually with with players like this, Um, and it it definitely feels like this is a a kid that has said, I'm going to explore my professional options. I'm 21 years old, going to be 22 by the time next season rolls around, whether he's in the professional or uh, college ranks. But, you know, that yeah, he's probably looking at the situation and going – you know, it kind of reminds me of Davion Mintz. Davion Mintz is going to be 24 by the time he plays his basketball season next year, whether it's back at Kentucky or um, exploring the professional ranks. He, you know, these guys aren't getting any younger. 22 years old as a fifth year, as a as a senior, uh, I mean, he might be looking at this situation and going, man, maybe I am what I am and I just need to start, you know, exploring my options. Or he's looking at this and going, if there's one place that can get me to the next level, I mean, I averaged almost 20 points a game this past season at Minnesota playing against good competition uh, in the big 10, you know, maybe it, I can take that next step up at a place like Kentucky going against SEC talent, uh, SEC tournament, where they're, you know, inevitably going to make it back to the NCAA tournament. You know, he might be looking at this as a, you know, I'm going to use this one last year of eligibility and, and kind of put a spotlight on just how good I think I am, and that might be his only, you know, the, the only drawback from going pro is just I, I want to put my name in the spotlight one more time. So I mean, it makes a lot of sense on a lot of fronts. I think it's a great fit with the shooters UK has put around him. I think adding Kellen Grady makes that addition just infinitely uh, more intriguing on, on my end, for sure. So that's definitely the one to keep an eye on. But the only drawback for Ken, on Kentucky side of things is that there's a chance that this doesn't end until June. So uh, that's that's definitely something I don't know if Cal wants to wait that long before finding another option. Um, but rolling down the list, Adam Miller, Illinois. This is a guy that I am, I'm very, very, very intrigued by Adam Miller. I thought that he was very impressive coming out of high school. Listed as four-star, uh, number 33 overall in the 247 Sports composite rankings. Averaged 8.3 points and 2.8 rebounds per game, 25 minutes per contest as a freshman. He shot 34% from threes, but he shot from three. But he, but he shot five attempts per game. Uh, I mean, this is a catch and shoot you know kind of smooth lefty uh, i you talk to illinois fans and people around their program and, and people that know his game and they're they're pretty devastated at the idea that he won't be back at L- illinois this year and, and i think that's a pretty solid tell when you talk to people like you talk to people around the michigan state program or about rocket watts and we're going to talk about him in a minute uh just warning you now i'm not a fan of rocket watts at all i think it's a horrible fit he I, I think that would be a huge mistake to sign him uh but you talk to people around that program and they're like see ya sayonara have a nice day we which we, isn't a good sign it's never a good sign people around the illinois program do not want him to leave there. actively recruiting him back to the program those are the type of guys that you that, that you want to push for um 28 point game against North Carolina a 18 point performance against Nebraska, 14 point game against uh, Minnesota, Northwestern, and uh, number one, number 21 Ohio State. Uh, I, I'm just a big fan of his game. I think he's smooth. I think he has more, uh, more in the tank than he has kind of been able to show. He was kind of brought in to be a catch and shoot type guy at Illinois. Uh, people that know his game well think that he's a, he he can put the ball on the floor and he's a better ball handler than. I think Illinois believes he can be, and I think that's part of the reason why he's leaving the program is because he wants a, a bigger opportunity to show, showcase his, his true abilities. Uh, and <laughs> there were some people that were complaining on, on Twitter that were like, I don't think Kentucky's going to br- – you know, Kentucky wouldn't bring him in to be a ball handler. Uh, can, you know, he wants to be a ball handler, and Kentucky won't let him do that what other ball handlers does Kentucky have right now? There is one point guard on the roster right now, and it's Nolan Hickman, a consensus four-star recruit. If there's any opportunity for him to be a ball handler and he can show he can be a, a ball handler, Kentucky is the place for that to happen. So I think that's absolutely nonsense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I am very, very interested in this recruitment, and I think uh, it would be crazy of Cal to not to, to not push for a commitment.
1: Yeah, out of out of the pieces that we got, Added over the weekend I think I was the most excited about this one yeah and the way it would fit because he's believed to be a possible star if he stays at Illinois and you know reaches some of that upside and that potential that he has uh was going to have definitely was going to have a more you know significant role had he stayed at Illinois if he comes to Kentucky I think he could have a major role too Mm-hmm. just given what they have in the backcourt. And like you said, I mean – and he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler, but if he can do that in a pinch, that's a, that's an option to do that at Kentucky. Maybe that's the appeal. Nobody shot that tweet down, by the way. Yeah. From Saturday morning. Like, there's nobody out there shooting it down. So, I guess we'll have to see how that plays. But I thought out of all the pieces, he made a lot of sense
0: looking at it. I was like, okay, this one I like. Yeah. So, I, I actually called uh, – so, I heard somebody – Old man said that, uh, uh, that, that Adam was working out with Bryce Hopkins, UK signee Bryce Hopkins in Illinois. And I was like, Oh, interesting. they said, yeah, he, they've been working out together for the last couple weeks. Actually, they 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 share a trainer. So I was like, interesting. Okay. That's, that's good to know. So I called Bryce Hopkins dad and, um, and, you know, I felt him out about the situation asked, you know, what, what do you think about his game? What's, you know, is there truth to, um, you know, them working out together? What is, you know, what's is Bryce recruiting him to Kentucky all that stuff and uh this the exact quote was yeah I was actually in the gym with him last week him and Adam uh they were working out together and competing you know Bryce did talk to him I don't know the specific details but he did talk to Adam trying to get him to come down to Kentucky I think it'll be a good move for him he and Bryce are becoming really close so I'd like I'd like to see him come down and be a part of the team if possible uh and and you know off record stuff he was talking about just you know like like his game a lot thinks that thinks that he'd be a perfect fit with Kentucky and um, saying that yeah that they're pushing hard for him that that Bryce is a big fan of his game and all that so all of the 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 good things that you hear uh, that you want to hear about a, a kid that UK has reached out to and that there's potential mutual interest that's definitely there and I got a, a DM from somebody uh, that afternoon I was kind of reaching out to different people I got a DM. Uh, ask. I was asking about Adam Miller from somebody in that area, and they said no official announcement, but that's where he's going. Adam should confirm soon. It's the perfect situation for both parties. So um, that – you know, how true is that? How – you know – we'll see. I'd like to, you know, with the former Indiana player that confirmed said, uh, AJ Guyton, he said, Adam Miller to Kentucky. Hmm. That's interesting. Good luck, young fella. I mean, that's, that was pretty definitive. Uh, that's not something that you just tweet just to tweet like that. There there's obviously some substance behind it. I mean, that's a guy with, uh, you know, 15,000, 20,000 followers that, you know, used to play at Indiana, obviously connected in that conference. So why, you know, he wouldn't just make that up. So Putting two and two together, it does feel like there is some positive momentum. I think as the Davion Mintz replacement, I think he would be the yeah. Mintz replacement should he decide to leave. And I think that might be the reason why they haven't gone all in on him and and, and secured a commitment because they're still waiting on Mintz. It feels like if, if Mintz ultimately decides to leave – you're going to hear a, a commitment from Adam Miller shortly after it, just reading the tea leaves, not scoop on, on the specifics of the timeline of it, but it does feel like that's kind of where we're trending.
1: And he's a guy that would, that would come to start. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not going to be in a reserve role or anything. So when you get I mean, the guy that's supposed to take a step forward in Illinois is not going to go to Kentucky and take a step
0: back. I mean, he averaged 25 points, twenty-five minutes a game for yeah. one seed Illinois who was seen yep. as a national title contender. And, and right that's the thing. Year. And that's what
1: separated all the pieces to me was you had it. Sure, they, they lost to Loyola. I mean, they didn't advance very far in the tournament, but he played in big games and big moments, and that's something that I think Kentucky needs. Yeah. And you add that to your roster, I think that's the difference in all the other pieces. That's why I liked him the most. Maybe his stats weren't what Marcus Carr had. But I just like the fact that he played on a good basketball team in big moments, and he understands what it's like to win. Because, let's face it, the guys on this UK roster right now, how many really know what it means to win?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I, – I am – out of all the options, like you said, that is easily the one that I'm – i'm most intrigued by i i definitely think that's that's the answer for sure um moving on down the list bryce hamilton at unlv this was a name that was kind of was pretty uh polarizing for uk fans uh you know they look at the numbers on the very surface level 18 points per game six rebounds three assists 1.3 steals per game uh 32 32.6 minutes so you look at that and you go oh that you know playing for a, a high level program like UNLV that's you know i'm i'm very intrigued by that then you go down 43% shooting which is not good but not atrocious uh and but then 31.1% from 3 on 4.6 attempts per game from 3 and 65% from the line so those are the those are the two three two three numbers that that fans kind of look at and go ugh. I don't know if you want that as your, aha, here's our go-to star going into next season.
1: Yeah, and Jeff Borzello put that out late Friday night. I think it was after midnight, if I'm not mistaken. And I started looking at his numbers, Jack, and the scoring's there. Yeah, he obviously – you know, Bryce Hamilton can beat people off the bounce and can make plays and stuff, which I think would be a big help to the roster. But then you look at his turnover numbers, and it's been there throughout his entire career. I don't know if that's going away. I think his sophomore season he actually had significantly higher amount of turnovers than he did assists. And then junior year I think he had seven more assists than turnovers. I don't know if that's what you want out of a guy that plays a ton of minutes in the backcourt that has the ball in their hands a lot. I think I counted 15 games the last two seasons where he had four or more turnovers. There were two or three games he had seven plus. Like, I don't know if he shoots it well enough or what, but that was the that was the biggest thing to me looking at his numbers.
0: It, he feels like a player that the majority of his success came as a result of being the guy for a prominent program, you know, take him or leave him. You know, somebody's going to have to score the points. Somebody's going to have to get the rebound. Somebody's going to have to get the shots up. it's got to be somebody might as well be him. He kind of just feels like that type of that type of player where in that role, in that environment. Yeah, sure. You know, he, it it works because it has to work. Somebody had to work, you know, somebody had to put the points up, but I just don't know if that's the right fit for Kentucky. If he's the, if he's the star starting point guard, if he's that, if he's the main guy, I just don't know if he's, you know, I, I do like his, ability to, to you know he'd be an upgrade from what we had this past season I mean if yeah. if you're looking for some positivity I mean yeah he, he'd be an upgrade he his dribble separation is easily better than anybody that UK had this past season um, but you know I, I like his ability to drive I like his ability to finish but if you're going to get a guy that can drive and finish and ultimately get you know get fouled you want a guy that shoots better than 65 percent from the free throw line so th- there's I don't know. I'm very indifferent on that potential addition. I, I guess I would say, you know, if, if he signed, I'd be like, all right, well, you know, it depends on who else UK adds. If if they add him and Adam Miller, I'd probably be pretty solid if, if they add in, him and Marcus Carr. I don't see that unfolding, but if they did. I'd be like, shoot. I mean, why not take a risk on that? But it just doesn't feel like the right fit at this time. Um, so I, I would personally pass at least right at this given moment. But, you know, we'll – And some elite schools have contacted him. I mean,
1: that was the one thing that you look at with Hamilton. There there were some really good programs on that list that joined
0: Kentucky. Kansas, but, USC, Oregon, Texas, Yukon, uh, Illinois, Florida State. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a solid list of suitors there that have at least reached
1: out to him. But when it comes to filling out this roster – I do think that when it's all said and done, there's going to be guys that made a ton of sense. But then I think there's going to have to be that one piece that maybe Kentucky takes a risk on. Yeah. You're taking a risk on a, really a lot of these pieces, especially some of these guys that didn't really live up to potential at their previous school or even on Marcus Carr. Like, you, I mean, there's certainly a risk with a lot of these pieces, but that's what you've put yourself into. There's not that clear cut guy that's coming out of the high school ranks that you know is going to be a stud. And if you do, you're certainly taking a risk there. We saw that this past year.
0: Yeah, that, and I think that's kind of where you you have to play the cards that you are dealt with now if you are Cal. You can't push somebody to the portal. You can't – like, you know, you can express interest through back channels, you know, how we talked about last on last week's show and earlier today, how, you know, you can – word leaks people people talk to different people through back channels where uh, this person talks to this person and this person then talks to this person and and the word gets to who it needs to that says hey we would like you there is a spot open for you if need be that's kind of what happened with justin powell very early there was talk that you know how is it that Uh, he puts his name in the portal and there are 30 schools that are already on Justin Powell's list. As soon as he puts his name in the portal, obviously they didn't all, I mean, a a lot of them did as soon as his name was officially in, they all just you know, send rapid fire text messages to him, but that's not how it unfolds. He, he get, you know, people gauge interest on both ends, mutual interest, you know, the player gate is interest in the school, the school gate is interest in the player and that's how they kind of reach a, uh, all right, is this going to be a potential option? That's how a lot of people put their, why they put their name in the portal. Cause they go, yeah, you know, I, I'm, it's pretty clear that I'm going to be a guy of high interest. There's going to be a lot of schools that are interested in me. So, uh, moving on down the list <laughs> <laughs> uh, just my uh reckless train of thought sometimes just gets the it best gets, of me. it gets me to every mac, day mac mcclung of texas tech is another uh very polarizing individual for kentucky fans and i mean i guess all college basketball fans uh 15.5 points 41.9 percent shooting 40 34.3 uh, percent from three 80 percent from the free throw line um highlight reel in the making very uh explosive player kind of a fan favorite type guy but he's exploring his professional options first and foremost and if he does go back to college it's pretty clear that he's going to be wanting to go to a place where he can be the the star the guy do you want mac mcclung being your star uh at kentucky next season
1: <laughs> you putting that on me
0: yeah <laughs> That's I want awesome, mac
1: You know, the only reason I would want Mac McClung at Kentucky? Why? Is because he grew up 40 minutes from my house in Gate City, Virginia. So, just personal bias there. Yeah, absolutely. I went to watch Mac when he was in high school. Small-town kid. Uh, But, I don't know. I just – I don't see it happening. But he's certainly one of the better players in the transfer portal. If you want scoring added to your roster and a winner – Mac McClung's that guy. Yeah. He had hit big shots at Texas Tech. Uh just makes you wonder, though. I know his name's in the NBA draft. Where does he go? Does he follow Chris Beard yeah. to Texas? That's fair. Uh, Tennessee was on that list, I think, the when he transferred from Georgetown, I think Auburn was on that list. Uh, we saw yesterday with Walker Kessler. Auburn's going to be a big time player who's to say they don't add another guy mm-hmm. and do something there. Um, but just given how close I was to Mac and I actually met Mac a few times, went up and covered a game his senior yeah. season. I would say selfishly, yeah, I'd like to see him at Kentucky because yeah. I thought he was I thought he was better than Georgetown level going into college. Mm-hmm. He committed to Rutgers early and then ended up backing out of that commitment when Patrick Ewing came to watch him at Gate City. If you know anything about Gate City, Virginia, small area, uh, not close or pretty close to Johnson City, Tennessee, and in, in that part. Uh, but it'd be a cool story. But other than that, I don't. I don't think it happens.
0: Yeah, it just it. I believe our own David Sisk um, put out a report on Cats Illustrated said that he thinks that Mac McClung is expecting a call from UK. That yeah. uh, there's you know there's just so many local ties. It's just one of those you know high profile player with local ties. Those he, type of players want want a, ca- a call from Coach Cal.
1: I think he deserves a call. Sure. I really do. Like if you're if you're looking at what you need and what you what's out there, like certainly call the best. He's one of the better guys in the portal. He played for Chris Beard at Texas Tech. He played on a good team. Like they were certainly better than what Kentucky was this year. Yeah. But I still I'd be surprised if it happened, but certainly I think that this is the go around that Mac McClung deserves attention from the big time powers of college basketball. I think he's done enough uh over his time I mean, just you're talking about an explosive athlete lord have mercy all he has to do is show his highlight mixtape when he enters the nba draft probably more so than his college tape yeah
0: that's i mean (laughs) he was one of the most like viral sensations of the last five years i mean his high school tape was just just absolutely absurd everybody loved him and yeah i think he'd be a great fan favorite um you know like i said local interest High score, has done it on the big stage. Um, you know, one thing that I do like about him is that he's he embraces the big stage. He like like you said, he takes big shots and big moments. He take he makes big shots and big moments. Uh, I mean, there's there is a lot to like about a kid. You know, he, he's kind of. I think he would be a solid Davion Mints replacement. I think he would be kind of that. Same big shot maker, big shot taker. Kind of gets a little reckless in sometimes. Yeah, ball in his hands. Gr- you know, great ISO player. I think that's something that's pretty un- underrated about him. He's he's very confident and skilled with the ball in his hands. Hell of
1: a competitor, too.
0: Great competitor. Yeah, I, I mean, and there's Just a,
1: a side note, the population of Gate City is 1,941. Wow. And I drive to Gate City, I lose service four times, if that tells uh-huh. you. My pet, That's why I think it would be cool because you don't see kids from there play at UK. Yeah, for places like that, they had two Division One kids on that team at the same time in Gate City, Virginia, which
0: was so rare. That's that's absurd. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like McClung.
1: Mac McClung. Self- Mac McClung.
0: <laughs> Selfishly, it would be it would be pretty cool. I just the fit is the fit is interesting. If uh, this this would be one of those trust cal situations if cal thinks that mac mcclung uh, I, I thought it was kind of interesting that he didn't show that much interest last time around last season when he entered the transfer portal um you know I, kentucky fans wanted him to i think if i'm not did. mistaken they did so maybe this is a situation where he kind of looks back and goes yeah i kind of screwed that one up i'll i'll give it a go this time around i don't know we'll see this uh, this is going to be one of those i i trust I trust Cal's judgment wholeheartedly on this one. Uh, One that I can't say I trust Cal's uh, judgment in the slightest on this one, Rocket Watts, uh, Michigan State transfer. I put his name in the portal about two weeks ago. Had the likes of um, LSU, uh, Louisville, Florida, Florida State, Xavier Baylor, UConn, and Maryland reach out to him, former four-star recruit um Jake Weingarden of stockrisers.com broke the news that that UK reached out yesterday. Um Sean No. Cool name. No. Um <laughs> Kentucky I, I, doesn't need a rocket in my opinion. Um 7.7 points per game, 2.7 assists, 1.7 rebounds, shot 33% from the field and 25% from 3 on the court uh he's nothing special i've never been impressed with his game um just don't you know he averaged he put up twenty plus against duke uh twenty three against detroit mercy twenty one against michigan kind of a uh, i don't i don't know i I'm not even gonna talk myself into this one so this reminds like- me of uh last off season when you hear the red flags with Terrence Clark and you hear the red flags with Cameron Fletcher and you go, ah, but, Oh, but maybe, Oh, maybe Cal can kind of work his way around it. And maybe he can fix this and maybe he can fix that. And uh, no, this is not the year that you take risks on players that have had, um, questionable reputations with wherever, what, at every single stop he, at, Uh, He bounced around a little bit in high school. Um, People around high school AAU programs have kind of had some questionable things to say about him. I thought it was very telling that when he entered the transfer portal, Tom Izzo, as we said earlier, uh, said that it was a mutual decision and said that he wishes him the best, have a nice day. That's never a good sign when your coach just says, sign our. Even Devin Askew, when he entered the portal, Cal said, This is the worst part of my job. I would have loved to have him back. We're going to support his decision. But, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but whatever. When you deal with situations like this, I, I frankly, I thought it was a major shock that Cal, the, whoever reached out, I thought it was a major shock that they even expressed interest. Maybe this was. Um, rocket telling Jake Weingarten that he that you know he got a DM from Joel Justice or uh, you know Bruiser Flint or something is just a hey what's up how the heck are you and he took that as hey we'd like you to come to the University of Kentucky I don't know I don't know the specifics of it I don't know the level of interest but all I know is I it 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 should not be a, a a any level of serious interest at all i just i'm not a fan i don't think it's it's a good fit here especially after dealing what kentucky dealt with this past season i think adding that type of risk it would be uh, just a very very poor decision
1: that's the risk that i was talking about that you don't want to take a moment ago when i was mentioning you know you're going to have to take risk with some guys but he underperformed at michigan state and we know that tom Izzo coaches his guys hard and I don't really know how the response was there. But if it didn't work out there, how's it going to work out when you have John Calipari screaming constantly on the sidelines? I don't know if that would be a good fit there or not. Uh, I guess if you do take him, you're hoping he reaches some of that high school potential that he was kind of built up to be. Thank but there's was always there. It was I just always, don't always think that there. you yes. go with upside there. I would look elsewhere. I think that there's there's other pieces there that you want
0: over Rocket Watts. Here's my thinking uh Richmond out of Syracuse is that exact high potential high like if if you can hit on him and he's the player that people around him think that he can be uh, and the people at Syracuse that thought he could be Cal doesn't even express interest in that doesn't even like doesn't even waste his time on on that one uh because they thought that he was a uh, lock to go to seton hall and they didn't even want to just throw their hat in the ring on that one i thought that was a bad look it's like dude, you're, you're competing against seton hall you're telling me you can't you can't compete with that you're you're like no you, you that was a situation that you take the high risk like high reward i mean there's not really that much risk adding a guy like Kadari richmond but i that was the one that i was like if you're gonna take a, a A high potential guy that's the one to take and they don't even send out a call they don't even express a lick of interest so for them to reach out to rocket watts and not Kadari richmond it was just very confusing to me it's a move that i don't understand i am very much just hoping that it was a hey how are you not a hey we are very interested in you we'd like to have you come down and play for us those one of those sorts of things let's so Fingers crossed that's where we are, but that, that is not a situation that I would be uh, comfortable with adding him to the program. Just frankly, just being totally honest. Um, all right. We'll close out with this uh, Mason Faulkner out of Western Carolina. This is kind of an, a little bit of an older name. Uh, March 27th. This is when this report came out, uh, but Kentucky reached out. Um, he's a Glasgow, Glasgow native. He's going to be a six-year senior this season, played at Caverna High School. Um, 16.9 points per game, ninth ninth most in the Southern Conference, 5.5 rebounds, uh, 4.8 assists a game. You know, very well-rounded, um, you know, just kind of solid contributor. Um, Travis Graf, uh, who, you know, used to be on the show and good buddy of mine, you know, told me that Kentucky reached out initially, but it hasn't necessarily been fluid, consistent communication since then uh he kind of thinks that that Colorado is probably the leader right now so I'm going to trust his judgment on it he's he's very well connected and uh with with you know local standouts and and you know players from the area so I'll trust his judgment on that but it doesn't feel like that is a um serious option be cool like you like you mentioned with Mac McClung just you know the local interest there but I just don't see that as a, a realistic target at this point
1: No, and I still think that, you know, that's it for the list. That You know, the guys that we've talked about, I still think that they're going to add a guy who's not on this list that we've talked about today. We don't even know who he is right now, but wouldn't shock me if it ends up being one of their top options. There's somebody out there that's not in the portal, Jack, that they have their eye on that I think might go into the portal, might, you know, remove their name from the NBA draft, that'll end up at Kentucky, or just somebody just looks up at the end of a semester and just says, Hey, I'm transferring. Yeah. Like yeah. Who goes in the portal in May? Uh, I, I think Kentucky will, obviously they'll get the guys that they, they want. Uh, but I'm certainly, I don't think Mason Faulkner will be one of those guys. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, Olivier Sarr didn't enter the transfer portal until May. Uh, yeah. Jamal Murray didn't commit until June. Um, I mean, we're still so far away from any final rosters and, you know, the, the first dominoes to fall are going to be Davion Mintz and Keon Brooks. And those two, um, you know, it, it's it's tough to go after any specific player too hard when you don't know what the rest of your roster is going to look like and who's coming back, who's leaving, those sorts of things. I think those are the next two dominoes to fall. We need to figure out what's happening with them. Before they accept a commitment from anybody else, um, so I think th- that's that's what happens next, and we'll kind of go from there. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where they land, but it, it's just it's clear that Cal, you know, you talk to people behind the scenes and they'll say, yeah, Cal has a plan, but it is it just feels like that he has cast such a wide net of potential, you know, names of interest that uh, you know it's it's going to be it's just really interesting to see I, I with how quiet they work behind the scenes it's it's interesting to see what where he's leaning and you know kind of who his favorites are if there's a you know significant favorite in the bunch or or whatever uh, it, i think these next couple weeks are going to be super interesting because there are, I mean, there are some very, very high-level, high-potential names that you can that that you have plenty of reason to be excited about. Um, so it, we'll 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 see where he where his where his head is at and, and uh, where they fit alongside the other pieces that UK has has brought in. But there's there's definitely plenty of talent out there, Sean.
1: There is. I think this is uh, just an off-season to be even more patient than what you've had to be in the past because it's they're navigating you know, new waters. I mean, everybody is. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I think that in most years, media kind of gets a lot of scoop when it comes to things. I don't know if that's the case this year. We might not know until 10 minutes right before somebody announces. I mean, Kentucky announced Kelly and Grady themselves, yeah. which yeah. is the biggest thing. I mean, that, that's so different. That's, in the that's, past, it comes I mean, out. like Now, ESPN like wrote a story about Olivier Saar last year, and that came out. But for UK to actually put out a press release
0: about an addition to the roster that's not a walk-on, very surprising. Quotes, full stats, like I mean, that was under lock and key. Nobody else knows but us. Type deal. I mean, and that's that's usually the stuff that we get word of, like twenty-four hours before it happens. Press release is ready to go. It's done deal. That's when that's when word starts leaking. That like, hey, this is a done deal. That's where that's where we got kind of screwed with the Matt harms thing last year. And, you know, where there's some
1: press release about it,
0: (laughs) there's, there's, you know, some, some very serious momentum leading up to that moment where you go where that that's where word starts leaking out, but yeah, they're, they're keeping this stuff under lock and key. It's, it's, it's pretty wild how it's uh, how it's unfolding this way.
1: Uh, Who knows mid May we, 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 still might be sitting here without a full roster that we know this might be
0: June before it's set
1: might be July. We don't know.
0: I don't know if, I don't know if I have the patience for that. I feel like we need, we need some, some level of movement before then, but well, well there'll be
1: some movement. I don't know if it'll be final movement though. Yeah, I just yeah. think that COVID has obviously changed things a lot when it comes to the NBA draft. It's going to be later, you know, deadline to withdrawals later. I think that the college basketball world might not be set until July. Yeah. I do expect we'll have some news pretty soon. I do think that every conference, I know the American conference just announced that they're going to uh, remove the interconference transfer rule. I expect every single college basketball conference to do the exact same. Yeah. If one does it, all of them are doing it. We saw it with COVID when it comes to everything else and restrictions, they're going to do the exact same thing with this. You're not going to be the one conference sitting there holding on for dear life, trying to restrict kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, you know, with Justin Powell committing to Tennessee, uh, Xavier Pinson going to LSU, you know, the it, it's pretty clear that in the SEC, commitments are happening inside the conference, which leads you to believe that something is happening very soon. They're not going to, Justin Powell's not going to waste his time committing to Tennessee if he's not going to be immediately, immediately eligible. It's just nonsense. So, yeah, I, I think, we're we're gonna get some movement, um, so yeah, just just hang in there. Be patient with us. Be patient with Cal. Um, I, I, it does feel like there's something brewing here. You know, whether it be a, uh, uh, you know that that Creighton guards uh, Zegorowski that 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 was kind of a rumored name there in the past. Scotty Pippen Junior. out of Vandy put his name uh, in the NBA draft, and his his uh, goodbye message to Vanderbilt. He left his left the door open for a return to college, but it definitely felt like a goodbye to Vandy. If you read into that closely, maybe I'm misreading it, but I um, have no idea if that, like I said on several podcasts ago, I have no idea if he's a, a potential option, but he's a 20 point per game scorer in the SEC. It's hard to believe that Cal would, uh, would pass up on that opportunity if, if he ever became available, but you know, it, it, we're, it's just so early so many more names being added to the portal by the day i mean this just this past weekend there were three four names added so who's to say that next weekend there's not another three four names added or uh today there's another name added who knows it's it, there's just so many moving pieces and it'll be uh, definitely interesting to keep a close eye on all right sean we're going to get out of here with one final message from our friends at manscaped are you ready for this I guess. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Fire it up. Do it. Flowers are blooming, Sean. The grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in in men's below the waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code Pilgrim to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, It's time for some spring cleaning. Spring has sprung and Manscaped has the best tools to get you ready. Manscaped are the global leaders in the men's below the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They are here to help you with your above the waist holes too. Have you ever heard of their weed whacker, Sean? This nose and ear hair trimmer, provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. No more gross nose hair flying in the wind. That's just gross. We don't want any of that, Sean. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, Sean. Sean, Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code PILGRIM. That's P-I-L-G-R-I-M at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code PILGRIM at manscaped.com. Uh it's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Thank you. I could cut my lawn with that thing. (laughs) Literally. Oh goodness. It never gets old. I love doing that so much. It's not embarrassing at all. I, you know, it's just,
1: how does it feel to know that men out there are using a promo code with your name to groom themselves?
0: You know what? It's, it's, it's empowering. Honestly, it honestly is as long as you
1: don't start getting like result pictures or anything like that.
0: Please do not. Um, if you, I, I, I will take your word for although, it. Although you
1: did, when you got the Manscaped underwear, you decided to
0: send it to the text group. <laughs> <And I was laughs> like, You're not supposed to tell my secret, Sean. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, I look down and I'm like, what is Jack sent me? And well, he's like, hey, these underwear are amazing. <laughs> but, uh, see, okay, that's just you know, I don't lie when I say that I vouch for a product. I vouch for a product, and that. And, and that is definitely what uh, we got going on here with manscaped use their product promo code pilgrim at manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping go do it you will not regret it all right sean let's get the heck out of here before uh we lose listeners and and fan interest <laughs> where can fans find your work
1: you can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on twitter at GBBCountry. country
0: you can find me on Twitter at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email. Jay at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back next time for another jam-packed source to say podcast. you podcast.